שלום וברוכים הבאים לעוד פודקאסט מסדרת הפודקאסים של ICA CyberTalks, וזהו למעשה הפודקאסט הרביעי לקראת האירוע של פתרונות סייבר של מטריקס. והיום אני מארח את אלחנדרו אסטרדה גמבו, גמבואה, סליחה. אלחנדרו, סורי. עכשיו אנחנו עוברים לאנגלית. אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
uh, development ecosystems you know, where all of the Java uh, open source projects are, are, are stored. And we've been doing this for, for many, many, many years you now. So basically, any, any developer that has ever developed in Java has probably been downloading uh, artifacts or, or buying packages from servers that are maintained and, and operated by Sonotype. Uh, we also make, make sure you know that the quality of the projects come in uh, that are come in uh, that are put into the into the open the, the, the uh, in, into the repository have certain parameters have certain controls. Um, so, so, so we started off with that, you know, um, uh, and, and that's a huge contribution uh, to, to the open source world uh, and to the development co community. Um, and and not, we didn't stop there, however. You know, so after we were managing the Maven Central, we understood that there was a problem in which, well, maybe a developer in Israel or a developer, I don't know, in any parts of the world, would would take a lot of time downloading packages that were stored in a repository in in the United States. You know, so uh, we created the concept of a local repository, a binary repository, and we 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 created a, an open source pro uh, product which is called Nexus uh, Repository. Uh, still till today, it's the most widely used re repository in which the developers could store locally all of the open source components they need for, for their packages. Um, so, so that also helped a lot to accelerate the process yeah, of, of builds uh, and, and, and help doing, uh, do, doing lo lo loads, of, uh, loads of builds and, 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 and improve the development uh, process. You know, so, so that was another thing that Sonotype did you know, in which we, we helped the community. Uh, we've been... Uh, and, and shortly after that, we started to understand many of the security challenges. You know, so Sonotype, since many, many years ago, we started to use a concept of DevSecOps, DevSecOps, even before it was it, it was known, uh, and, or, or, and, or SecDevOps, depends how, yeah, what depends. side of the, yeah. <laughs> or what tribe you are in. <laughs> so so, so we, we started to create those trends. Um, the, the same uh, nowadays, the software supply chain is widely used. Uh, the, the first people that start to actually use this term and this concept was our CEO uh, in Sonotype. And uh, a few years ago, I, I remember just joining Sonotype, he was already talking about the software supply chain, software supply chain. And, and just till now, you know, these last few months, this last uh, last, last half year or so, it's been starting to, to, to be used more generally and more, more, more widely throughout the world. You know, so, so we've become... We're a company in which we focused a lot at the beginning towards the developers, towards the, the development community, and and by leveraging the knowledge that brings the fact that we maintain the Maven Central and it gives us the insights to this, this this huge wealth of information, we have created a product set that will allow you and all, well, all the other organizations to manage all of the third-party code uh, that is being used within the applications that year that they're, the companies are developing. Yeah. Uh, so, great. In so, reality, that's our focus. <laughs> yeah. So you, you're taking me directly to my next uh, next question, which is um, those that doesn't that don't know uh, the meaning of uh, software supply chain. Can you explain that a bit? Yeah. So, so uh, I, I guess I, I'd like to compare. 
the creation of software, like, like uh, to, to make it very simple, you know, to understand as, as a, I don't know, how you build a car, how you build a TV or how you build something, you know. So, so the software supply chain refers to all of the components and the little pieces, the warehouses, the processes that you use to create the software. Now, in the world of, of, of a production line, I don't know, it'll be of a car. It'll be obviously, I don't know, the tires, the the, the, the motors, the airbags, the seatbelts, the seats, uh, whatever, the fascias. Yeah, thousands um, of suppliers. Thousands of different suppliers, thousands of different little components, you know? Uh, but all of the... the, the, the and, and in the world of software, it's very, very similar. So the software supply chain within the, 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 this world of, of development would be considered as the code, the first party code that your own engineers, your own software developers created, uh, which just for your reference is around 10% Uh, of, of, of the whole code that is put within an application. Uh, then it's also uh, the all the third-party code, i.e. these packages that they are downloading from the public uh, repositories. Uh, and, and that is approximately 90% of any given application that has been developed. You know, so that are, are, are the, the, the parts. But then you also have the processes. You've got the tools that are involved in building that application. You've got the warehouses, you know, where you store your code, where your, your source code, where you store yeah, your, your, your built artifacts. You know, you've got the, the, the servers, you've got how you deploy it. You know, so so this, is, this is what we would consider the software, the software supply chain. You know, and, 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 and Sonotype, we are focused primarily on the the largest part of the software supply chain which is the third party code all of the third party dependencies that are being downloaded and used massively uh, throughout the world to develop applications or develop software in a much faster uh, faster way yeah it is very clear that uh, today um, to accelerate uh, the time of go to market and developing everything you're using a lot of either open code or you are buying some code from uh, companies and uh, it's quite understandable that you have a lot of sources so th this is the supply chain th that you refer to and exactly so managing this uh, supply chain um, it is very important And more than that, yes. um, what would be uh, the problems if you don't manage that? <laughs> so, so I, I like to continue with the, the, the comparison, you know. So, so uh, would you get up on a car whose airbags have not been tested, whose seatbelts have not been tested, the, whose brakes have not been tested? Uh, at least myself, I would never do that. You know, would you get get up on an airplane? Would you get up on a on a train? Would you drink a medicine? Would you take food? You know, uh, there, there's basically nothing that we would do in a normal way that uh, in which the the supply chain of that product or has not been tested and verified to make sure that it is safe. And the irony here is that software. Nowadays controls basically every single aspect right. of our life, you know. And and when you look at it you now deep deep inside, it, it controls the energy we consume, 
No, so from from oil companies to the distribution, everybody now has their smart uh, smart meters and things like that. It controls water. You know how the water supplies has been done, how it's water, the water's been cleaned. It controls uh, your finances. You know, everybody does banking through the internet. It controls the the farms. You know, even farms, the the, the, the huge farms have have GPS uh, and and IoT and Internet of Things. Everything is connected, and if you actually hack into that software, you will be able to to impact and destroy the whole the, the whole crops and the whole sections. You know, so 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 it's funny that something that is so crucial as software is not being validated and we are not passing the same quality assurance processes as we do with basically every single aspect in our lives, but we don't do it for software. No. And, and, and that is a problem. No. Uh, there, there are two, for, for me, there are two very, very big problems when we, we do not know what we put into our applications. The first one is uh, there's, and, and this are, these are just some, some 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 general statistics. In average, for example, in the in the, in the Java ecosystems, one out of every ten uh, package or dependency that has been downloaded has a vulnerability. Yeah? So, when you're using these packages, do you know if you're not downloading that ten percent that has a vulnerability? Yeah. Uh, in, in other ecosystems, the ratio is even larger. It goes up to like 30, 40, 40% in other ecosystems like, like, like NPM or, 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 or PyPy, you know, where, where, where the amount of vulnerabilities, or I call them unintentional vulnerabilities. They were there not due to an, a bad actor or bad intentions. They were just vulnerabilities that the open source projects created uh, when, they're, when they were building their, 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 yeah. their, their project. No? So that's a big problem. The other, other big problem is that, unfortunately, the cyber criminals have noticed that most organizations are not properly scanning the third-party code that they are incorporating into the applications. And this has led to an exponential growth of attacks via the software supply chain. Now, and, and there are many, 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 many creative uh, attacks. There are many different ways, uh, but, but the, it, it's, it's scary. Literally, it's scary the amount of, uh, and the creativity that they're using. You know, it's, a, it's, it's really impressive, the creativity that they're using uh, to, to contaminate the software supply chain. And, and it's, it's very, very logical. You know, the, the cyber criminals are also businessmen. No, they they want to uh, they want to make the most amount of money or yeah, gain uh, profit uh, with the least amount of effort. You know, we all want to do that. No, uh, so so if you go and try to hack, I don't know, I'm I'm gonna invent, uh, and, and and this is not if you want to go and a, a, a hack a Lumi Bank Lumi or 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 Phoebe, they they have a really big security like perimeter security. They're, they've got a lot of security. It's very hard for a hacker to actually hack one of these organizations. But it's much easier to hack the committer 
or the, the person that is developing an open source project in the garage of their house, you know, or just creating a package that you put into NPM and wait for the bank to download inadvertently, and then it's much easier to, to, to compromise their securities. You know, so, so this is basically their philosophy or how they're, start, they're starting to act. Uh, and and they're, they're seeing the software supply chain as the path of least resistance. Uh, and and unfortunately, year by year, we have seen exponential growth in the amount of attacks. Uh, just for you to have an idea, from 2020 to 2021, the growth was at 650%. And wow. in 2022, it's already in the thousands percent of growth of the attacks that have been done to the software supply chain. Yeah, yeah. well, there is no doubt that... Uh the creativity of trying to get inside organization by bypassing uh, the, the systems that should protect you. And developers are known for the idea that they want to develop fast. They want to bring as fast everything that is already made only to connect everything, do some changes and that's it i have it out and th this is something that, that we know quite well um one of the things that um you're talking about is the, the mpm and uh yesterday i was uh interviewing uh tony uh goldwin from uh Dilnea, uh and it was about the mpm now, um, NPM is a big issue because if you, if you can go into the NPM and, and can change any kind of rule inside, that's it. You, you, you have the golden egg in your hands. So mm -hmm. do uh, Sanotype is giving any kind of solution also for this kind of uh, vulnerabilities? Uh, yes. So actually, we've got a very, very interesting solution that only Sonotype could offer to the marketplace. Yeah. Uh, and, and we have been tracking basically more than 60 different be patterns of behavior that all real committers of open source follow, you know, and the fact that we are custodians of the Maven Central, which is the second largest uh, ecosystem development ecosystem, gives us an insight that nobody else has, okay. you know, no other company has. So what we've been using is obviously using algorithms and creating user behavior analytics. We've created a tool in which um, when a person goes into a NPM ecosystem or PyPy ecosystem uh, and does not uploads a package, but they did not follow this traditional behavior, this pattern of a real open source committer, it will automatically start triggering alerts on our systems. And our customers that have this, this solution will actually, uh, we, we would flag it as a suspicious, suspicious package. We don't know if it is actually vulnerable or if it was created with a bad intentions. Yeah. But what we do do try to do is, hey, it wasn't created in a normal way because we've got years and years of data to know that how the, the real 
open source yeah, uh, committer uh, behaves. So uh, the behavior of this person that uploaded this package was unusual. Let us check it before you actually download it and put it into your software or, or allow it into your, your development so pipeline. You said that yeah. it's, it's better to have a false positive other than getting this uh, vulnerability in. Of course, because if it was a, a malicious, so it's obviously false positives are not nice, you know, but, but it's better to, to slow down the development process a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what, what we do is stop the download of this package until a security analyst of Sonotype could review that package and make sure that there's no malicious code. If there's no malicious code, we just automatically release it and it's been able to use by the developer in their pipelines or in their projects. Uh, but if there's a, there was a malicious code, the, the probability that it would re- execute upon download, you know, and then the the the, 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 the cyber criminal will be able to do lateral movements and, and, and infiltrate themselves into into your organization is very big. Yeah. So 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 we prefer to do that. Maybe maybe slow down a little bit the the development process instead of allowing this this malicious codes. And as I was saying, this is this is a, a solution that. Uh, we've right now we primarily focused a lot on on npm and python because these are ecosystems that uh, well npm and pypy uh, which 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 are very susceptible to these type of attacks now there, there are other ecosystems in which we're going to be expanding soon soon uh, to them uh, but but, uh, but but right now primarily these type of attacks are coming from these two ecosystems due to the way how how they're managed and how they're created no, so so that is that 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 is a fact, and and that's a huge differentiator, something that nobody else has, um, and that only Sonatype could bring to the table. Yeah, of course. Um, one of the things that I learned is that uh, when you're talking about cyber, um, giving examples usually uh, make it more clear what you are talking about. So I would appreciate if you can give us some examples about attacks on uh, software supply chain. Okay. Yeah, there, well, there are loads and loads, loads of examples. Just this, this year, Sonatype has detected thousands of attacks on, uh, on the software supply chain. Uh, some of them we've, we've stopped and announced and so, and things like and declared openly, you know, uh, for 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 we to be protected all the, all the development world, you know. But uh, I'll give you an example of three or four different types of attacks. Yeah. Uh, one of them actually is uh, considered by many security specialists. You know, uh, it's considered. Uh, I, I don't know it as a fact, but many people would would consider it as the most used. Hacking technique in 2021. Okay, yeah? and and the most used hacking technique is actually called dependency confusion. Yeah? Uh, it, it was it was originated by uh, it, it was actually a research yeah uh, by a white hat uh, hacker called Alex Bersine, I think uh, maybe I I, 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 muted, I, I I killed his his surname but 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 it, it, this 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 uh, person started to create research packages you know, and, and and upload them into npm and basically the philosophy behind dependency confusion is all the 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 organizations the more organizations create internal packages yeah they will create i don't know um sonotype 
whatever, you know, uh, package X, Y, Z, you know, and they, 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 they name their package and, and they, they, they use it in all of their development. Now, NPM has a, a, an issue or, or an issue, I won't consider it an issue, it's, it's a practice yeah. in which traditionally the NPM build tools when you do a build, it would automatically download the version with the highest version or the latest version of that package. You know? So if you could find out the name of an internal package that that organization is using, and then you upload in NPM that same package with that same name, but with a very high version, i.e. the latest version, the next time that company does a build, the, the build packages or the NPM build tools will automatically download the highest version, which was the one that you created and that you had malicious code. As easy as that, you know? And, and, and guess what? Companies with not millions of dollars of security, of, for, for cybersecurity, were hacked this way. They were companies with billions of dollars on it. You know, we're, we're talking about uh, organizations like Apple, like Microsoft. They got compromised by this person, you know, when he was doing his research, by Alex, when he was doing his research. Now, uh, and, 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 and once he published it uh, and made it official, obviously with the, with the correct disclosures, you know, the, yeah, of course. and everything, uh, literally two, three days later, they were hundreds of copycats trying to replicate what he did. And a few months later, there were thousands of people or cyber criminals replicating this, this hacking technique because one, it's very easy to do. It's very targeted you now. Uh, and most organizations don't know how. Uh, and, and you ask the, the CISOs, you ask the security guys, how does the NPM build tools work? They don't have the slightest idea. You know, they they will tell you, hey, I've got a firewall, I've got a WAF, I'm protected, I don't care, you know, and it's not true. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, 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 so that, that that's for example one of one of the one of the techniques, you know, uh, that that has been used uh, in 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 the in in, in this world. No, another one is obviously uh, well, one of them is called uh, typo squatting. No, <laughs> so uh, I don't know. They they, they 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 most of the developers are typing really fast. Uh, sometimes they get confused with a letter or they, they swap the letters around. That's normal. We all do it. Yeah, you know, when course. you write an email, when everything, that happens like that. No, so, 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 for example, there are packages. One of them that happened re recently was a package called Roblox. Um, and, and the ending, the Roblox is used, um, uh, no blocks, sorry, it's, is used for a very popular game, you know, that's called Roblox. It has millions and millions of players. Uh, so basically what the cyber criminals did was the, 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 the package, the real package that was being, that was created is called roblox.js slash proxied with a D at the end. So they created a package called noblocks.js slash proxies with an S. So the S and D are right beside each other. No, uh, and and they put it up into the into the uh, into the NPM world, 
uh, it had some code, malicious code that would do ransomware. So basically this package was downloaded by millions of people inadvertently, you know, because it was just one letter difference. It, it, was, it was very hard to spot unless you really, really, really would read into it. You would download that, that, that version and get, get, get some ransomware installed in your, in your devices and, and that, that's terrible. You know, so that's, that's another example of it. Um, I don't know um, the sol- solar winds, uh, which is another example ah, in which is a the, big issue, of course. It's a huge issue, no? So, so they, their, their, their d- development teams or their committers of the solar winds project got their credentials uh, stolen and hacked. No? So once again, it's very, it's, it's easier now to to compromise the credentials of. The uh, of the open source committers than to compromise one of the big organizations and breach their security. Of course. You know, so so they they stole the credentials. They modified the real original package with the credentials of the users. You no, know, and they, um, they, they 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 obviously uh, made a, a, a wide breach. It was it was detected very fast, and and, and it was so, so such a huge problem. But those are those are some examples of real life. Situations in which the software supply chain is being intentionally, yes, and let me emphasize, this is intentionally poisoned, you know, for all of the organizations to download, install, and and, and be hacked. No? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, th- there's obviously the, the very, very famous non-intentional uh, issue, which is Log4j, uh, that happened in December last year, in which there was a vulnerability or not remote code execution vulnerability found uh, in this package. It was unintentional completely, but literally millions or billions of devices, not only in the world but outside of this world, because the Mars rover and things like that had had this package in it, uh, were affected. No, so so there are many many things you know of the software supply chain that we have to take into consideration and 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 being viewing and, and these are just some examples of yeah of course of, of what the I thank the you very much for that uh, because it's uh, those are great examples. Um, what would be uh, uh, the fi- the differentiator of uh, Sonotype versus other uh, third party code scanning tools? Because there are other scanning tools, and uh, we know that. Yeah. So, uh, well, there are quite a few few differentiators, you know, but I like to go back to the, I don't know, like uh, I would call it the, the origins or the, to the very, very, very basics, yeah? Um, a scanning tool, first of all, is only as good as the data that you have or the database of your scanning tool, yeah? So if I have a database with 10 vulnerabilities now in it and I scan my applications, well, maybe it'll, it'll be good. You know, I will, it'll look great um, and, and, and I won't have, uh, I, I, will, I will have a false sense of security, no? Uh, so, so, that is one of the big, big, big differentiators that we have. Sonotype has the largest vulnerability database in the world of open source, in the open source world. And, and once again, this comes from um, our, 
our knowledge of how the Maven Central works, okay? So most tools or most security tools use as their primary source of vulnerability information a database that is called the National Vulnerability Database, yeah? Uh, and, and this is an American organization, and, and most of it considers as the source of truth yeah. for vulnerabilities. The fact is that there is no global uh, law that forces the open source committers to declare that they have a vulnerability in their projects, and most of them never bother to even create a CVE. No, in their uh, in 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 in, 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 in the, or declared to the national vulnerability yeah. database. No, so so what Sonotype did was well, well, we understood this very very early on. So we started to proactively look for vulnerabilities within the open source world. Now, so we index every single day hundreds of different data sources, and it goes from things like we scan two million. GitHub pro projects per day. Now we scan uh, Twitter, we scan uh, Chinese instant messaging, we, we scan different like, like hacker pages, we scan hundreds of different data sources looking for these vulnerabilities. Yeah. And these, the, 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 these, uh, the, these uh, open source vulnerabilities. So we've got a vulnerability database that is by far the most complete in the world. Uh, we've got more than 15 million individual vulnerabilities detected and, and documented within our within our database. So so this is this is a huge differentiator, you know, because we 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 do not or we have the least amount of false negatives. So there's no perfect tool. Yeah, of but, course. But but as if you have a very complete database, you will have the most secure software or more superior application uh, when, when you scan it with our, with our tools. So that's one of the key differentiators. Another one is the precision. Yeah. So one of the, the, the as, as you mentioned at the beginning, the, the main objective of most of the organizations is to try to develop applications faster. You know, take the time to reduce the time to market because that is the differentiator. That is what is, what is really making you different from your competitors. Now, in this new software world, the software controlled, the software dominated world. Now, so everybody's trying to release applications faster, release functions, release release everything in a faster way. Now, so uh, if you have a lot of false positives, then you will not uh, help in the speed of the development. Yeah, you will actually be vice slow. Exactly. You will actually slow down. No, so once again Sonotype understood this concept at the very beginning. <laughs> and we 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 basically uh, created uh, a, a mechanism in which we we would take the hash of the open source projects, but not only of the project, but of all of the versions of those projects. No. So when we, we scan an application, we compare hashes. We don't compare names. We don't compare anything. So the probability of having a false positive is very, 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 very small. It's, it's like having the, the fingerprint of a person, you know, a criminal in yeah. this crime scene and saying, hey, well, we've got the fingerprint of this guy, but it's not him. It's another person. You know, it's, 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 it's really, really small. It's, it's, it's mathematically uh, impossible practically to have, have false, false positives when you have a hash. Now, so if the hashes match, we know that that binary, that that code is in your application. No matter if your developer denies it, 
No, because many times the developers, they, they, they put in their direct dependencies, you know, and they don't even know what was automatically downloaded uh, from the build tools. No, so, so many times this transitive dependencies or indirect dependencies that were downloaded automatically uh, have vulnerabilities too. No, and then they didn't even know that they, they they downloaded and incorporated that package into their into their application. No, so so that's the second differentiator, and 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 the third I, I guess the third differentiator is that we we understood once again that it is the developer that does all of this remediation. It is not the security team. The security team will, will work as a control point or whatever. They will establish certain policies. You know, so we've got a huge a, a very very powerful policy engine, but that will allow the security team to control very, very, in a very detailed way, um, the, the security for each application, for each developer team, or for each organization that they're, they're overlooking. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's the developer, the one that actually remediates a vulnerability. So why would we create a tool for security with a security language focused on security people. No? So what we did was, which is many, many of the tools or scanning tools have that philosophy. It's a, we're, we're in security part of applications, so we will create a tool for security people. So what we did was create a tool for developers that will help them improve their security posture. So, so what we did was uh, create a platform in which we will provide feedback, empower the developer, for they to be self-sufficient, for they to see in their own development tools, in their IDEs, in their in their build CI tools, in their, their source code uh, repositories, that they are incorporating third-party dependencies that have vulnerabilities and that are breaching the, the, the policies of your organization, you know? And not only do we tell them, but we tell them how to fix it. You know, so, so, so we, we give them the whole power for we to reduce that friction between the developers and the security team and at the same time allow them to remediate much faster uh, and, and not having to get reports at the end of the day yeah. or a pen test report once you finish building your application. Yeah, after everything is already done. Exactly. Um, no. By the way, um, what is the way that uh, the, the software, your software, uh, uh, Sonotype is installed? Is it on... Uh, locally on the developer uh, uh, PC, or is it a kind of an agent? So, so, it's, it's, um, so uh, it's an on-prem solution, yeah, but we give our customers a, a, a key. They could install it uh, on, on, uh, on a data center, or they could install it in the cloud, or they could even do hybrid installations. No, and there are some agents that go like, for example, on their IDE, they will have to go on their IDE or on their build tools. I don't know, in the build servers, uh, so Jenkins or whatever they're using for Azure DevOps or whatever they're using to build. So they are certain certain type of I, I like to call them plugins. You know, they're plugins yeah. into all of different development tool chains. You now that are, are tools that are being used throughout the CI/CD pipelines. So so I would consider them like plugins that you could go in. Uh, um, and, 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 and install, and those will be giving you, uh, using the best quality data, the most precise data, uh, and, and the most powerful, powerful data for the developers to actually take action in the tools, you know, so, so that's, that's key. You know, that, yeah. That's, that's fundamental. 
Yeah. Great. Um, by the way, um, if you are um, checking through your system um, software that uh, was already uh, doing some compilation, would you recognize that they have vulnerabilities inside after the compilation? Yes. So actually, so, so what we, we recommend, no? so what we usually recommend is uh, to start the scanning process at the very beginning, you know, even from the idea, it's, it's a famous shift left. You know, try to minimize the amount of vulnerabilities that go down that, that go go downstream. You know? yeah. uh, so so we start at the very very beginning. However, due to the nature of how applications are are built and compiled, yeah. now we know that it is not till you actually build it that we will have the visibility of all of the dependencies that were actually introduced into the application. So yes, we advise our customers as a best practice to start the shift left the earliest possible. But the best so the best option or the most secure way is once the application is built without it being minimized or whatever, you know, what they do with yeah, the applications nowadays, especially the mobile apps and things like that, to scan the built the built file, you know, the built application, uh, because that will give us a visibility of all of the dependencies that are incorporated into that application. And actually what one of our tool does uh, is uh, we take a software bill of materials of each application and all of the dependencies that, uh, that, that create or, or make up the application. No? And what we do is every single day, uh, you could activate a, well, you could activate a continuous monitoring uh, functionality. And what happens is every single day we check that software bill of materials of all of your applications. So imagine you have 10,000 applications. So, so we have 10,000 software bill of materials yeah. and every day we automatically scan them to make sure that a new vulnerability was not detected and is not being put into your productive applications or your, or your stage that already passed and, 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 and was put into, in, in, into operations. No. So, uh, so yeah, Go, going back to your answer, I think I gave a very long answer, but yes, we we we, we try to great answer. We, we recommend usually. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so um, we we are just uh, hitting the end, and uh, what would you like uh, people that are hearing us, seeing us, uh, would take from this uh, conversation? So, I, I guess the, the the key part is. Uh, and once again, going back to the analogy of the cars and of the medicines and things like that, we don't do in our daily life, no, and we do not accept products that were not fully tested, that all of the components, that all of the ingredients that, that were, were fully tested, you know, we even, nowadays they even check, you know, if it was ethically sourced, you know, if it, I don't know, the, the cocoa beans uh, that were, that were made, they're making my chocolate were ethically grown, you know, or, or, or do not use palm oil that kills orangutans in Ghana's world, you know, so, so we even check that for everything, you know, and software is now so important in our lives and unfortunately we are not checking all of the components that are created in our software. No, and it is it is critical for we to be aware that 
the software supply chain is very big. It's only growing. It's growing and growing and growing. Yeah, the offer it will keep growing. of open source exactly it will keep on growing. So the offer of open source projects is growing. The the demand for open source components is growing. So it won't stop, and it hasn't stopped. Sonotype track it every year for the past ten years, and every single year it's grown at least sixty percent from year to year. Yeah. Uh, so so it's 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 not it's not stopping. So we really have to create an awareness. And, and, and be conscious that for we to have a safer and better world, no, we need to have this software supply chain control. We need to know what, what is part of our applications for we to be really, really safe. Until we really understand that, we won't be able to do it. Yeah, one of the things that we didn't talk about, and uh, I, 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 will, I will like to, uh, to mention is all the issue with uh, open source licensing because this is a big issue and uh, it's not cyber but uh, a lot of startups are uh, falling those uh, stairs because they take something that they find and it's a okay this is someone said it's this kind of licensing and after you have it in your system, you you see that there are a lot of royalties to pay for that. So, yes, two minutes for that, Alejandro, please. <laughs> two minutes for that. When I talk about vulnerabilities, yes, I'm not only referring to cybersecurity vulnerabilities. There are legal vulnerabilities. There are there are architectural vulnerabilities. There are different type of vulnerabilities. And Sonatype, we're very aware of that. We have documented more than 2,000 different type of licenses within the open source ecosystem. So together with the software bill of materials, uh, we could create reports of all of the legal obligations that using that package brings to your organization. You know, so we we actually have a, a module called the Advanced Legal Pack. You know, it's very focused for 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 our legal friends. But it's it's to make sure that uh, from the legal point of view, we do not jeopardize the organization. And and once again, it's it's really 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 complicated. A traditional Java. Uh, application will have probably 200 dependencies. A, a JavaScript or, uh, project will have potentially in the thousands. So imagine a lawyer checking 200 or more different uh, licensing agreements and manually doing that. That would basically stop the whole production line uh, of, of software till it till it's reviewed. So so within our policy engines, within our software bill of materials, within all of our products, we do incorporate the legal aspect and it's it's, it's essential for, for us. You know, it's not only cybersecurity and, and sorry, maybe I've, I've spoken a lot about cybersecurity, no, okay. but when I talk about vulnerabilities, it's also the legal vulnerability. The, there are some things like, like there's some open source projects that never maintain or never update their projects. If you want to use a, pro, a, a package from this this project team or if it's committers, that's a risk. You know, what if it, there, you find a bug? What if you hit a, and these guys will never update or never maintain their, their, their project. So you don't want to incorporate those type of packages also into your, to your ecosystem. Once again, Sonotype measures all of these things, things that no other organization measures. They don't even think about it. And we're already thinking about it because we, once again, we use the knowledge of, of, of being 
the, the, the maintainers may be essential, you know, and, and, and the insight that that gives us to create our products, to make something that maybe today doesn't sometimes make sense, but in the future or in the very near future will make loads of sense. And it's happened to me a lot, especially in the region that I'm responsible, which is Southern Europe, Middle East and Africa. So, so, so a few years ago, if I would talk to them about the legal responsibilities, they were like, what are you talking about? Uh, we, we don't care about the legal responsibility. Oh, yeah, today everybody now, now, cares. Now they're talking about it. Oh, yeah. And so, we were doing it years ago. <laughs> uh, we, we were just a little bit ahead of our time. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, Alex, thank you very much for this interview. It was very, very interesting. And I believe that uh, you would take part of uh, the Matrix uh, Cyber Solution uh, Summit. Yes, uh, I will be there on the 23rd of June, I think. Yeah. Uh, so so, I'm, so I'm, if anyone very... wants to meet you, this is the place to do that. Yes, and, so uh, please do come say hello to us. And, and it will be an honor and a pleasure for me to I would come for guys. sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to, 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 to say hello to you physically, <laughs> face to face. Uh, Good. And, and I thank, really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for your time. And... Um, This was exciting because, you know, I'm always dealing about the, the, the OT, the ICS, the, the cyber of industry and IoT, and getting a bit on the side for a different thing, it's always making good. And more than that, open source was something that I, I believe I'm dealing with that more than 12 years now, so... <laughs> I, I can it, understand exactly all, all the problems that you are pointing and how it became something which is very, very hard to handle today. Thank you very much, Alex. Yeah. No, thanks to you. Thanks for your time. And, and see you very soon in a couple of, of a few weeks uh, yeah. in, in, in Israel. Sure. <laughs> Take care, my Thank friend. Thank you. Bye-bye. You too. <laughs> Bye.